Kyle Krabs, Locked On Dolphins. Today on the show, we're exploring the best values on the Dolphins roster for the 2023 season in accordance to the salary cap. You are Locked On Dolphins, your daily Miami Dolphins podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's going on, Dolphins fans? Kyle Krabs of Locked on Dolphins. Your team every day here on the Locked on Network. Today is Wednesday, February 15th, 2023. About two weeks away from the start of the 2023 NFL Combine and one month to the day away from the start of the 2023 league calendar season, which means we have one month to explore all of the storylines pertaining to the Dolphins, where the roster's at, where the roster can go before the team can start to sign and acquire new players in free agency. So, today on the show, we are committed to looking at the Dolphins roster as it is currently constructed and finding the best values that the Dolphins have as percentages of the 2023 salary cap. Welcome to Locked on Dolphins. I want to thank you guys for making Locked on Dolphins your first Miami Dolphins listen of the day. And today's episode of Locked on Dolphins is brought to you by Ultimate Football GM. If you've ever dreamed of being an NFL general manager and managing your football franchise, this game is definitely for you. Download the game. You can visit ultimate-gm.com or look it up in the app stores. And our listeners get a 100% free boost to their franchise when using promo code Locked On in all caps in the game store. So we're going to be using SpotTrack as our resource for this exercise. Uh, the NFL recently came out and announced uh, the salary cap uh, for the 2022-2023 season was a grand total of $226 million. Uh, it's a significant jump. Um, $224.8 million is the exact number. You know, Siri, I'm not asking you. Thank you. Uh, $224.8 million is the salary cap. As things currently stand, uh, the Dolphins rank 22nd in the NFL in salary cap space with negative $12.7 million. This is not an area of concern. Uh, we did this a couple weeks ago. You can make five or six or seven changes and be at about $60 million in cap space if you want it to be. Now that comes with incurring dead cap, which is salary cap space that invests in players that are not on the roster. Uh, in some cases, it comes with big long-term financial implications for a player extension. And in other cases, it comes with uh, taking an aging player and the guaranteed money that you have to account for against the salary cap and rolling it out over a longer period of time, which is always a higher risk if the player does not age gracefully and you need to move on. So, But that is the game that every team in the NFL plays. And the Dolphins are in a salary cap position where there is nothing restrictive about their salary cap situation. But that's what makes the values that you can find even sweeter when you can find players that are major steals uh, for their contributions to the team relative to their financial commitments. And this is the whole point of the build through the draft mantra. And the Dolphins uh, are one of the teams that, you know, despite last year's draft class and being more aggressive and acquiring Bradley Chubb and acquiring Tyree Kill, 
the stretch of 2019, 2020, and 2021 and the volume of draft capital that was spent and the players that were hit on, you don't bat 1,000. No one bats 1,000. Just about nobody bats 500 in the NFL draft game. That's, that's why drafting by volume is an attractive uh, approach because the law of averages dictates if I make 10 picks, I might hit on 45% of them. And if I make 20 picks, I might hit on 45%. But if I make 20 picks versus 10 picks in the same amount of time and I hit on the same percentage of players, I'm going to have twice as many good players. That's the game that everybody plays with the, the NFL draft. So here's what I can tell you. Uh, I want to give you the breakdown from a salary cap perspective of where the Dolphins rank in the NFL right now for their percentage of cap in each position, and then we're going to go position group by position group and acknowledge certain players uh, for their salary cap hit for the 2023 season, understanding that this is going to have to change and there's going to be players that get contract extensions and so on and so forth. Quarterback, the Dolphins have $10.5 million in salary cap space across two players committed to um, the salary cap. Uh, that is 4.64% of the salary cap. That ranks 21st in the NFL in quarterback cap commitments for 2023. Wide receiver, they have six players. $49.5 million. That's number five in the NFL. It's 21.8% of their salary cap is committed to pass catchers, wide receivers. Uh, tight ends, they have three players under contract. $7.9 million. That is 3.49%. Of their salary cap, that is 21st in the NFL. Their offensive line has nine players under contract for $43.4 million. That is 19% of their 2023 salary cap. That is good for 15th in the NFL. Uh, their defensive line has six players under contract. That is $34.7 million. That is 15% of their 2023 salary cap. That is 17th in the NFL. Linebackers, this includes their edge rushers like. Uh, Bradley Chubb, five players under contract, $40.68 million. That is just about 18% of their 2023 salary cap. That is seventh in the NFL. Their secondary has 11 players under contract, $43.38 million. That is 19% of their 2023 salary cap. That is ninth in the NFL. And then their special teams group right now has two players under contract, a kicker and a long snapper for $4.8 million. It's 2% of their salary cap space. It's 18th in the NFL. Let's get Thomas Morstead back and run that thing back and <laughs> get that locked in. So um, th their top 10 cap commitments, not spending, not cash spending, cap commitments, wide receiver, linebacker, and secondary. This is a team right now that's strengths uh, in spending is on the perimeters. Um, now obviously, they have big money players at some of these other spots. Teron Armstead at offensive tackle. Connor Williams is a bigger contract, but not a big contract. Um, they don't have any area that they are just not spending any money. Um, they range largely from 10 to 21 in the vast majority of areas with just a handful of, of um, bigger commitments. Obviously, Tyreek Hill and his contract at $30 million per um, being the biggest commitment that the Dolphins have. He won't be a steal, although he will be. He, he's a good value. Uh, Tyreek Hill, let's say this. 13.8% of the salary cap space for 2023 is Tyreek Hill, and he's worth every dime. I saw somebody on, on Twitter this morning 
saying that Tyreek Hill, the acquisition of Tyreek Hill is the reason why uh, the Dolphins fail as an organization because it, they acquired Tyreek Hill and overpaid him to uh, cover up the shortcomings of Tua Tagovailoa. But in the same breath, then said that Tua, that Tyreek Hill was single handedly responsible for uh, three of the Dolphins' nine wins. So anytime you can get 33% of your team wins on account of one player who's only 13.8% of your salary cap, I'd say that's a good acquisition. So I don't know what the hell we're talking about. But let's start a quarterback. Two is 4.2% of the salary cap. Uh, if you can get him consistently on the field, the performance that he, he gave the Dolphins this year uh, would be a steal at 4% of the salary cap space. The hard pill to swallow is he missed five games in the regular season, and then he missed the playoff game. I can't continue to exhaust this talking point. We all kind of know what it is right now. We just need to see what next year looks like and what opportunities the Dolphins take to add another quarterback to this room. You cannot go into next season with Tua Tungalo and Skylar Thompson as the only two quarterbacks on the roster. You cannot. And Skylar Thompson can't be your QB too. So whatever that ends up looking like, now if the Dolphins go out and they, they have to sign a player to an, another $8 million hit, I could tell you just Cedric Wilson right now is an $8 million cap hit and charge that they can very easily get out of, but that's 3.5%. So the Dolphins sign a backup quarterback for $8 million, just hypothetically. You're now where the quarterback room is a little over 8% of your salary cap space. That is still a reasonable number, so long as you don't give the contract extension out to Tua Tagovailoa. And I think that the team would be smart to wait and see on that. We do have some excellent steals and values available to us that we're going to cover here on the show. But before we do, this is a very big picture GM style conversation that we have today. And if you've ever wanted to be the GM of your own football team, today's episode of Locked On Dolphins is brought to you by Ultimate Football GM. Uh, we competed against each other in the Locked On League. I finished in the top three. I was not third either, uh, but I did not win. Chris Carter of Locked On Steelers took home our championship for a 25-year span best GM score that you can manufacture, so to tip the cap to him. Uh, but Ultimate Football GM puts you in the GM chair for controlling the destiny of your franchise by hiring the right coaches and coordinators, trading players, navigating your franchise through free agency, the draft, and all the ups and downs of a season in a challenging and realistic game world. Ultimate Football GM is completely free and playable offline, so you can play on the go as you want and when you want to. That's my favorite thing about it. Do a lot of traveling for work, get on the plane, go on airplane mode, can still play the game. We've created a locked-on league for you to compete against other locked-on fans all over the world. Can you be the ultimate locked-on football GM? Choose the locked-on league in the app to join and create your own football dynasty. Locked-on Dolphins listeners get a 100% free boost to their franchise when using promo LOCKEDON in all caps in the game store. That is LOCKEDON in all caps, so make sure to check it out today. Visit ultimate-gm.com or look it up in app stores, ultimate-gm.com. Start your dynasty today. The Dolphins have one significant player currently under contract in the backfield in total, and it's Alec Ingold. I'll say this, Alec Ingold, 1.64% uh, of the Dolphins cap as a player who does the things that Alec Ingold does. That's a valuable player. 
Uh, he's cheaper against the cap than Durham Smythe. I think he's a more valuable chess piece than Durham Smythe. Uh, he gave you much better blocking than Durham Smythe. Ingle moves around, moves in different spots. Won in the passing game on a number of occasions. I, this this is a player, Alec Ingold, who is a real diamond in the rough, as far as I'm concerned. And and he he argumentatively could fill the tight end two slash fullback role slash potentially short yardage ball carrier role on your roster at less than 1.7% of your salary cap space. The more you can do league, right? We say that a lot. And a guy like Alec Ingold, I think, really moves the needle for the more ways that he can win. Uh, Jalen Waddell is still a steal, but we're, we're getting there. Uh, he's entering into year three of his rookie contract as a top six pick. That's $7.4 million in cap space. That's 3.25% of the cap. Uh, so just case in point, Alec Ingold is half of the cap commitment that Jalen Waddell is. Now, Jalen Waddell is 10.5% less than Tyreek Hill, and that's what you get when you get a player on a rookie contract who hits in the way that Jalen Waddle hit as the sixth overall pick in the NFL draft. So Jalen Waddle at three point three and a quarter percent of your cap might not seem like all that big of a steal relative to some of the other names that we're going to invoke along the way. But when you foil him and his impact to that of Tyreek Hill, that's where you really move the needle. That's where, where building through the draft really pops to you. I would point out Robert Hunt as our probably our last like true steal on the offensive side of the ball. $2.5 million in cap space. He was the 39th overall pick in the 2020 NFL draft. So 2020, 2021, 2022, 2023. He's entering into the fourth and final year of his rookie contract. This is a Pro Bowl caliber player, I will continue to say. And I will die on this hill. And if I get to die on this hill by myself, that's totally fine. But $2.5 million against the cap in the fourth year of a rookie contract for Robert Hunt is 1.3% of your salary cap. 1.3% of your salary cap. He's probably the best pure value as far as percentage of the cap relative to level of play. So if you look at the offensive side of the ball, your Pro Bowl caliber players were Tua Tungvaloa, Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waddell, Teron Armstead, and Robert Hunt. That's probably the extent of your offensive side of the ball Pro Bowl caliber players. Tungvalu is 4.2%. Tyreek Hill is 13.8%. Jalen Waddell is 3.25%. Teron Armstead is 9.3%. And Robert Hunt is 1.13% as a second-round pick who was a dynamic hit for the Dolphins. He's the best value on the offensive side of the ball, not from an impact perspective, but from the caliber and quality of play that Robert Hunt provides relative to how much of the salary cap space he is occupying for the coming year. Robert Hunt's the best value on the offensive side of the ball. Not the most impactful, but the best value. 1.1% of your salary cap space. That's... um. If the Dolphins wanted to get out in front of that one and get a contract extension done, there's two different ways that you can do contract extensions, right? You can rework an existing deal, put new money into the first year of the deal, and give a player a, a dynamic raise, or you can make the financial commitment, not touch the, the original remaining years on the contract. So the Dolphins could give Robert Hunt a deal 
a three-year extension, hypothetically. And his salary cap space for 2023 could still be $2.5 million. And then it's the three years after that is the three-year extension that he gets locked in on, and he gets a big-time roster bonus for guaranteed money. That um, might not be a bad idea if you're planning on retaining Robert Hunt, and I would certainly hope that they do. I can make the argument right now that Robert Hunt is the best guard and best right tackle on the team. <laughs> um, so positional versatility as well, and the Dolphins really tried to avoid that. Uh, and they've been burned with moving some other players around, so I get it. Um, he's, he, he's a dynamic talent on that, that offensive line for the Dolphins. Uh, defensively. You got some big commitments here, but they balance each other out uh, because Bradley Chubb, $22.2 million against the cap, is 9.8% of your salary cap space. Emmanuel Agba at 17.18 is over 7.5%. Christian Wilkins classified in this edge group because he plays some defensive end, even though he's not an outside linebacker, uh, 10.7%. Five, uh, which is four point, uh, 10.75 million, which is 4.74% of your cap. And again, hitting on a rookie draft pick, Jalen Phillips, 24 years old, $3.8 million against the cap, $1.68 million or 1.68% of your salary cap space, less than 1.7%. You're going to have a really hard time finding a better value on the entire Dolphins roster. Because while Robert Hunt is the best value on the offensive side of the ball, Jalen Phillips is a better player at his respective position and is a half a percent more against the cap, but still under 1.7%. There were stretches of play last year where Jalen Phillips was arguably the best football player on the field for the Dolphins. Now, putting it together consistently is the challenge. And he's, he's not unrivaled here because you got Zach Sealer at $3.19 million in cap space, which is 1.4% of the salary cap space. Sealer's a starting caliber player. He's a really good football player. I believe he switched over to Drew Rosenhaus, too. So um, I, I would expect that the discussions of how big of a value Zach Sealer is to the Dolphins is one that uh, is probably going to be revisited in the near future. As you continue through, Cater Kohu um, is going to have a good argument here as well. 880K, which is 0.39% of the salary cap space. Javon Holland, $2.37 million in cap space. As again, a second round pick who was a hit. That's 1.05%. That might be the best value on the, on the team. Brandon Jones, third-round pick, a hit, quality starter, $1.5 million in cap space, 0.68% against the cap. Those are the players that I would probably identify as being your best values on both sides of the ball. Now, what's really fun is when you, you start to do the math and you figure out uh, how all this adds up. So if you take Brandon Jones, and he's 0.68% against the cap, and then you take Javon Holland, and he's 1.05% against the cap. And then you take Jalen Phillips, 
who is 1.68% of the cap for the upcoming year. And then you take Zach Sealer, who's 1.41% of the upcoming cap for the coming year. Those players defensively, I didn't, I didn't even acknowledge Cater Kohu, did I? 0.39% against the cap. So Javon Holland, Brandon Jones, Cater Kohu, Jalen Phillips, and Zach Sealer. Just on the defensive side of the ball. That is half your starting lineup defensively is responsible for 5.2% of your salary cap space. 5.2% for half your starting defense. That's a great place to be. And that doesn't even get into Robert Hunt and Jalen Waddell. And then you realize, oh, wow, like a large majority of the nucleus of this team is responsible for about 9% of the cap. And if you put Tua Tungvaloa in there, um, all of those players are roughly equal to Tyreek Hill's commitment. It's the strategy of team building that I thoroughly enjoy is planning ahead for this kind of stuff, strategizing how to get players leveled up to stay with the team, but build yourself exit ramps and have replacement plans and contingencies and, and finding hits in the draft to, to continue to churn that well, that's the challenge the Dolphins now face. It's not about shocking the system with large amounts of draft picks to get the nucleus to a point where it doesn't stick. The Dolphins have already shocked the system. Now it is the sustainability of it, and the ceiling is, is plenty to be debated. But I just went through half a starting defense that is quality starters or franchise cornerstones of the defensive side of the ball, and it's 5% of your cap space this year. You can finagle a lot of the other stuff without issue. Highly unconcerned about trying to find a way out of Cedric Wilson's $8 million cap hit or uh, Emmanuel Agba's 7.5% of the cap space. You can get out of that, no problem. You can you can diminish the the hit for Christian Wilkins this year. There's plenty to be done. There's restructuring of Tyreek Hill. There's restructuring of Teron Armstead. You got to post you one decision to make with Byron Jones, who's eight percent of your cap space right now, as a 31 year old corner who missed the entire previous year. Plenty of flexibility. I love this stuff, and I hope you guys enjoy it too. I think you guys will definitely also enjoy our new sportsbook partner here on Locked On Network. The midway point of the NBA season is here, and now is the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, because new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets back if your first bet does not win. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. You can bet on everything from the money line to point scorers to threes, drain. Plus, FanDuel even lets you combine your bets for a chance at bigger payouts with same-game parlays. So don't miss the chance to get your no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com slash locked on. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports, book, sports betting partner of the NBA. So in summary, we've highlighted the value of building through the draft for the players the Dolphins have under contract that is a very, very minuscule 
Now we, we did the defensive nucleus, and you, you got a UDFA hit in there in Cater Kohu. But Brandon Jones, Javon Holland, Cater Kohu, Jalen Phillips, Zach Sealer, all combined for 5.21% of your salary cap space. If you then add Robert Hunt to that, and you add Jalen Waddell to that, and you add Tua Tungavaloa to that, 13.83% of your salary cap space. That is 0.03 short of Tyree Kill's salary cap commitment as things currently stand. So we've highlighted the value of building through the draft. We've highlighted this young nucleus. And of course, the conversation that comes from here is if these players continue to grow and develop and evolve, you're going to have to pay them or they're going to have to leave and go somewhere else to get paid market value. And that's why what the Dolphins have consistently done with Brandon Shore and Chris Greer is so important because just as a reminder, look at the Jalen or look at the, the Bradley Chubb contract. Bradley Chubb's peak years of this contract are going to overlap with the peak years of Jalen Phillips's rookie deal. Bradley Chubb this year carries 22.19 uh, cap space with $30 million in dead cap. The Dolphins can move on after just this year and save $15 million in cap space. They can get out after 2024 in two seasons when Jalen Phillips will be going into the tail end of his rookie deal, and they can move on from Bradley Chubb, no questions asked at any points, for at maximum $5 million in dead cap. That's why the strategy matters. That's why when we talk about flexibility and cap management and contract strategy and contract structure, and offset language. That's why these things matter. Because the situation the Dolphins are right now with their nucleus on the defensive side of the ball is a great place to be, but it ain't always going to be that way. And if you want to keep the players here and keep the nucleus intact, you got to have exit strategies on other big money players. They've done that. And that's a story for another day. But now it's walking the balance of exit strategy and long-term flexibility with manipulating the salary cap to get ourselves more free to add a couple of essential pieces to the puzzle. And the Dolphins can do that. And we just went over the last week, running backs, tight ends, offensive linemen, front seven players, a.k.a. linebackers, and defensive backs. We went through all of them. We found a lot of mid-tier contracts that are going to be available to the Dolphins that I think are significantly better bets than throwing tens of million dollars at a 30-plus-year-old veteran player on their third or fourth contract whose best games are probably behind them. It's a fun time. It's, it's fun to start to fill in the blanks, and that's what I'm working on now is my full blueprint, off-season blueprint. We have this much money. I would make these salary cap moves. I would sign these players to approximately this much per deal. I would do this with a seven-round mock draft, and here is my beginning of March blueprint for the Dolphins and what I think their 53-man roster should look like to start the year next year. It's what we're building towards. So make sure you hit subscribe on the show and follow along. Keep it locked in right here on Locked on Dolphins. want to thank you guys for checking out the show. Fins up. Make it a great rest of your Wednesday. I'll talk with you all again tomorrow.